Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, I thank you for everybody that's present here tonight, God. I thank you, Lord God, for your people on tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, God, for this revelation that we'll go forth on tonight, God, to clear up some things about the church on tonight, God. Thank you, Lord God, for moving like you want to move on tonight, God. Thank you, Lord God, for doing it the way that you want to do it tonight. I give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of Jesus, to God be the glory. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a special edition of Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Providence Stacy. Thank you for taking the, taking the time on a Saturday night to join me to hear what thus says the Lord. I appreciate it. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Matthew Chapter 21, verses 12 and 13 from the ICB, the International Children's Bible. And if you ain't never read from the ICB, you need to. It's a blessing. Verse 12, Jesus went into the temple. He threw out all the people who were buying and selling there. He turned over the tables that belonged to the men who were exchanging different kinds of money, and he upset the benches of those who were selling doves. If Jesus threw out not some, but all the people who were buying and selling, if Jesus threw out not some, but all the people who were buying and selling, and then turned over the tables that belonged to the men who were exchanging different kinds of money in the temple. Come on, beloved, think with me. What does that tell you? If Jesus threw out not some but all the people who were buying and selling and turned over all the tables that belonged to the men who who were exchanging different kinds of money in the temple, what does that tell you? Sounds to me like Jesus never meant for the temple, for the church, to be the place where you conduct your business. Sounds like to me Jesus never meant for the temple, for the church, to be the place where you conduct your business. Deuteronomy 8.18 from the NIV says, "But But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to get to produce wealth. He gives us the ability to produce wealth. God gives you the ability to get wealth, to go out. That's key, to go out and get wealth. But the church itself was never meant to be your business. But the church itself was never meant to be your business. The church is not your next big big business venture. The the church is not your next business venture. Simply put, the church is not your check. The church is not your check. 
Stop trying to capitalize on the church. Stop trying to capitalize on your church. Let me make this clear. I'm not talking about the people that choose to give their pastor an income every month. That's different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about bringing in stuff and making the church your business. When people ask you what you do, you say you you do church. I run the church. I operate out of the church. Church is your business. I have nothing against the pastor getting paid. The people paying the, the man of God, the man of the man of God, the woman of God. That's not what I'm talking about. He brought the word. She brought the word. She's shepherding over your your soul. He's shepherding over your soul. And if you want to bless him, bless her. That's different. Just want to make that clear. That's not running a business. That's honoring the man and woman of God. That's not running a business. That's honoring the man and woman of God. That's different. Again, I'm going to say God gives you the ability to get wealth, to go out and get wealth. But the church itself was never meant to be your business. The church is not your next big business venture. The church is not your check. For all you scammers out there that's in the house of God, you're not there for God. You're not even there for the man or woman of God. You're just a scam. God told me to tell you the church is not your check. The church is not your check. The church is not your next easy mark. The church is not your next easy mark. So stop trying to capitalize on the church. So stop trying to capitalize on the church. God doesn't like you taking advantage of his house. God doesn't doesn't like you taking advantage of his house for your own personal gain. Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8 from the NIV. Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8 from the NIV. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. If you're sowing from your flesh, if you're doing what you're doing from your flesh, from your flesh you will reap destruction. If you are not kingdom-minded, here it is, if you're not kingdom-minded, seeking to advance the kingdom, if you're not kingdom-minded, seeking to advance the kingdom, using your abilities, using the gifts that God has given you to advance the kingdom, but it's all about pleasing your flesh, you will reap what you have sown or currently sowing. Verse 13. From tonight's foundational text Jesus said to all the people there It is written in the scriptures My temple My temple will be a house Where people will pray He says in his house will be a house of prayer In other translations But you are changing God's house Into a hideout for robbers Robbers, scammers And they're trying to make the church Its next easy mark the church is not Joe Chick. We won't stand for it. There's Matthew 21, verse 13 from the ICB. 
The temple, the church, is supposed to be a place of prayer. The temple, the church, is supposed to be a place for those in need of prayer. A safe place for those in need of prayer. A place where elders can come together and pray. A place where elders can come together and pray and seek to and seek to heal that person that is sick. A place where elders can come together and pray and see the sick healed. Is any sick among you? This is what the scripture says. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. That's James 5, verse 14 and 15. From the King James Version. Which again would explain why in tonight's foundational text, Jesus threw out all the people who were buying and selling in the temple. Because the temple, the church, was never meant to be your place of business. The church is not your career. The church is not your business. I'm all for again taking care of the man and the woman of God. Honor them. Honor them with your money. That's right. Give it to them. And watch how God will bless you 36 to 100 fold. That's not what this is about. This is about making the church your next big business venture, your next easy mark, scamming the church, being a robber of the church. The church is the Lord's house. Don't do that. He don't play about his house, and he don't play about his people. The temple, the church was never meant to be your place of business. They had turned the temple, turned the church into something that it was never meant to be. So he he shut everything down to put it simple. You see the you see there's a difference between being about your father's business. There's a difference between being about your father's business and making the church your business. There's a difference between being about your father's business and making the church your business. Jesus was about his father's business at age at age 12 when he was found in the temple, and he was not running a business out of the temple. He was not running a business out of the temple, out of the church when they found him. He was in there listening to the other teachers. He was listening, gaining wisdom, and he was imparting wisdom as well. They were amazed at what he knew already at age 12. So he was he was listening, gaining wisdom, what you should be doing when you go to the church, listening and gaining wisdom and imparting wisdom as well. That's Luke two, verse forty one through fifty. I keep giving you scripture so you can read it for yourself. Luke two, verse forty one through fifty from the New King James Version. So Jesus got angry, went in and shut down the whole thing. Jesus got angry and shut the whole thing down. When the church is no longer about ministry, hear me real good, leaders, pastors, 
that's on here tonight. Hear me real good. When the church is no longer about ministry, about teaching people the word of God, about saving souls and seeing people healed and delivered, God will come in and shut it down. God will come in and shut it down. God will allow. God will allow something to happen. And the next thing you know, the doors of that church will be closed. The next thing you know, that ministry will be shut down. Why? Because of impure motives. Why? Because of impure motives. Why? Because the church is not your business. Why? Because the church is not your business. Tonight's message. Because the church is not your business. And I know everybody's seen what's going on in the in the church on social media. I'm not gonna call no names, but I'm gonna say it like this. And the church is not your club either. And the church is not your club either. Secular music does not belong in the, in the church either. Secular music does not belong in the church. Secular music does not belong in the church, etc. The church is not your club. Psalms 22, verse 3, from the Amplified, the AMPC, talks about how God inhabits the praises of his people. Psalms, 23 verse, Psalms 22, verse 3, from the AMPC, talks about how God inhabits the praises of his people. Let me break it down for you. He inhabits means he dwells in. He dwells in praise. He lives in it. He occupies it. He dwells in praise. He lives in it. He occupies praise. But most of secular music is trash, filth, profanity, etc. And how do you expect a holy God, because holiness is still right, a holy God to live in, dwell in something like that? Now tell me, how do you expect a holy God to live in, to dwell in something like that? And you want to use the excuses to draw the young people to the church. That's the excuse I keep hearing over and over again, all around social media, all on social media. It's to draw the young people. The church needs the young people. That's true. You need the young people. But you don't need secular music to draw them. It's to draw the young people. Well, let me tell you something. When Jesus physically walked this earth, he used to walk up to people and ask them to follow him, and they did. He used to just walk up to them and ask them to follow him, and they did. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come. Follow me, Jesus said, said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets. At once they left their their nets and followed him. Matthew four eighteen through twenty from the NIV. Now let me ask you something: What's wrong with you? What's wrong with the anointing on your life when you can't get nobody to? Follow you. 
without secular music, without using secular music. If you got God in you and they follow you, which means that they're really following Christ, how come you can't do it? And at once, they left their nets and followed him. Matthew 4, NIV. He didn't need no music, secular or otherwise. Jesus didn't need no music, secular or otherwise. He was the word of God made flesh. He was the word of God made flesh, according to John chapter 1, verse 14. According to John chapter 1, verse 14, he was the word made flesh, and that was all he needed to be. And that was all he needed to be. To draw people, that was all that Jesus needed to be was the word. What am I saying to some leader, some pastor tune in tonight? Let me make it clear. I'm saying be the word. What am I saying? I'm saying be the word. Talk like the word. Act like the word. Live the word. Let the word be your lifestyle. Let the word be what you stand on. They they got this saying going around. I'm standing on business. We're standing on the word. Let the word be your lifestyle. The life you live, whether you're in the pulpit of the church, let it be the lifestyle you live, whether you're in the pulpit of the church or you at home alone. They say that true integrity is what you do when nobody's watching. So whether you're in the pulpit in front of people, on the stage in front of people, or you at home alone, stand on the word. Be the word. Talk like the word. Act like the word. Live the word. Be unchangeable. Stop compromising. Be unchangeable. Stop compromising. Jesus didn't need to be a DJ in the church. Jesus didn't need to be a DJ in the church playing secular music, etc. DJs belong in the club, not the church. DJs belong in the club, not the church. People forget, leaders especially, but God can see your heart. I know you done been doing it so long, 20, 30 years, some of y'all. You done forgot, but God can see your heart. According to 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, he can see your heart. So he knows what you're doing and why you're doing it. He knows exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it. So no need, no need to try to justify it. There's no need to even try to justify it. No excuses will do. You ain't getting over with God. He done gave you grace and mercy. Now he's sending a word. He's sending a warning. And for some of y'all, this is a conviction. So he knows what you're doing and why you're doing it. And just like Satan came to sift all of Simon, that got me when I read this scripture. It's in the NIV, it said that, that Satan came to sift all of Simon, all of him, not parts of him, all of him. And just like Satan asked to sift, asked to sift, sift, all of Simon, like we in Luke 22, and Jesus prayed for him that his faith may not fail. And when he turned back, strengthen your brothers. That's Luke 22, verse 31 and 32 from the NIV. Just like Jesus had to pray for him, I'm going to pray for y'all tonight. 
Jesus sent me here tonight with a word, and I deliver the word to the best of my ability. To God be the glory. I pray that you're pleased tonight, God. I did the best I could. And I pray that the ones that need to be convicted are convicted. And the ones that are doing what they need to do, and they're true to you, that they continue. Be strengthened, man of God, woman of God. But the ones that you know you're doing wrong, God is going to shut it down. Keep playing. God is not going to be mocked too much longer. He will not be mocked. That's what his word says. He's going to shut it down. Because some of y'all, Satan didn't have to answer sift you. You're already being sifted. You don't even know him. You're already being sifted. Let me pray. Father God, bring deliverance to the head of many leaders, especially those who are well known and are lukewarm and proud of it. Their pride is about to get them vomited out. Their pride is about to get them vomited out, and they don't even know it. Many are like like Samson, still thinking you are with them. They don't even know you have left them. Then Delilah called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. That's so Judges 16, verse 20, NIV. Your Holy Spirit has left left them. Your Holy Spirit, God has left them, left many leaders and many pastors, and they don't even know it. They have lost their sensitivity for you and for the work of your hands. Therefore, tonight, God, I ask that you bring deliverance to their head, that they will stop talking and behaving and behaving apart from the word. Teach them how to be the word. And stop talking and behaving apart from the word of God, apart from your word. Help them to be a doer of the word they claim to love. Cause them to publicly renounce the world and the love they have for the world, for the things of the world. And any secret alliances they have knowingly made with the world. And any secret alliances they have knowingly made with the world. Cause them to repent tonight, Father, for seeking to save the culture while the kingdom is being miskept and abused. Cause them to repent tonight, Father, for for seeking to save the culture while your kingdom is being miskept and abused and your people as well. Church has become a business with paid prophets and pastors who no longer are after your own heart. They have re- they have reverted back to the ways of the world. They have reverted back to the ways of the world. The world has their heart. How can they save souls when it's their soul that has sold out? How can they save souls when it's their soul that has sold out? Their soul, they, they have been they, their soul that has been severely compromised. You told us to be different, be separate, to not transform to the ways, to the tradition, to the traditions, to the rituals of this world. But that's exactly what many have done. 
But that's exactly what many have done. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life in the eternal kingdom of God? For what can a man give as an exchange, a compensation, a ransom in, in return for his blessed life in the eternal kingdom of God? That's Mark 8, verse 36 and 37 from the AMPC. Lord, help us. That's all I can say. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us to get it right, Father. Help us to get it right and keep it right. And be the word. No compromise. No unchange, no changing. No switching up on Sunday to draw the young or anybody else. We will be true to this. Or we will get shut down. It's in your name, God, that I seal this. In Jesus' name. Amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take heed to this morning and do what you need to do. I'm out.